Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now look, anybody who's in the market for a vehicle right now knows how tough it can be to find that right ride for that right price. And look, if you're a seller, there's a lot of complications too. You know, we've got semiconductor shortages, supply issues, even the used car market has seen a big spike in prices during the course of this pandemic. And over the last few years, we've seen an increasing number of online options emerge, especially here in British Columbia from tech entrepreneurs. And our guest today is the co-founder and CEO of one of those companies that is Mint List. And Mike Wood, he can give us the down low on what's going on with this market for the car industry and what it all means for companies like his. So Mike, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Tyler. It's great to be here. Okay, so you folks, you've just been accepted into uh, Google's Startup Accelerator Canada program. It's aimed at helping these uh, early stage companies really kind of break out. We'll, we'll get into that in just a second here, but uh, I, I like to ask this question for all of our first time guests that we have on the podcast, but uh, tell me, what is the problem you guys are, are trying to address or trying to solve right here? Yeah, you know what? I love I love that question because I think it's fairly easy and everyone can understand it. Um, you know, buying and selling a car generally sucks. Um, yep. <laughs> no one really likes it, <laughs> you know, and, and when people ask me, I go to a dinner party and they say, Oh, what do you do? And I say, well, we make buying and selling a car suck less. Um, and, and it's kind of tongue in cheek, but it really seems to strike a chord because I think anyone who's, who's ever had a car to sell or has been looking for a new car often doesn't know where to start. Um, and then finds the process intimidating. And it's definitely been, you know, one where there's been a lot of information asymmetry in the marketplace. And, you know, we're looking to, to make it less confusing people and a, and a process that they actually enjoy. Well, let me ask you this, you know, what is kind of different about MintList or what is the process that somebody goes through if they're online and they're looking to, you know, buy or sell a car? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, for most of us, when, you, when you're thinking of buying a new car, you look at the one that's currently in your driveway and you think, okay, how am I going to deal with that first? Um, and, and for most people it is, I want a new car, but I've got this one that I've got to either trade or I've got to sell it myself. What's it worth? And that, you know, leads to a whole bunch of, um, information searches. And then you can never really get a, a, a firm handle on what your car is worth. And then you can get, you know, a single offer from, you know, maybe a dealer, or you can look at auto trader or the other, um, you know, marketplaces that are out there and figure out, you know, what people are asking for their car, but you don't really get a firm number. Um, and we chose to take that as the first step in a purchase uh, journey, if you will, of giving you a real number on your car that starts from home and you never have to leave home. You never have to have anyone come to your door and you simply take some photos in our guided uh, walk around of your vehicle, which produces a condition report. We pull in all the data and information that's pertinent to your particular vehicle. Uh, and then we put it up in a short 45 minute bidding process to uh, about a hundred registered buyers that have to be professional buyers. Um, so dealerships, leasing companies, finance companies, vehicle exporters, uh, a, a group of professionals that, you know, is out there looking for cars every single day. And what we find is that when people compete for your car um, in basically in an auction style format, prices quickly go up versus if you just went to a single dealer by yourself and got a number, or even if you put the car on Craigslist and, you know, had a whole bunch of people call you of which you're going to get a lot of car dealerships calling you. You're going to get a lot of these buyers calling you, but when they only have to give you a single offer versus they have to be held accountable, uh, with their peers on what that offer looks like, you get a real number for your car really quickly. 
let me ask you this. Uh, the business model for you folks, uh, how, do, how does Mintlist make money off of this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we charge our dealer partners and we call them partners um, because we truly believe that, you know, they're, um, they're vested with us. They have to show up and invest their time. They have to look at all these cars uh, and then they have to make an effort to bid on them and then follow through on the process to complete the purchase. Um, and they pay us a fee uh, for every single car that they buy. And it's a very small fee. It's 1%. Um, so, you know, on a $20,000 car, it's $200. So this kind of brings us to the whole Google Accelerator program that you guys have just been accepted to. You're an early stage company. You've been raising uh, in the millions right now, I think, uh, from investors. I think you're in, uh, still in kind of single digits, if I recall correctly, with regards to investment capital. Um, what is kind of the goal or what do you hope to get out of this Accelerator program? You know, so early on, we chose Google as our technology stack. And, and, I, and I do understand that that's, you know, independent of of being part of this program because you know if you really look at google they have the reach breadth of engineering and, and even marketing stack um, that really will help us scale the business um, and we do a lot of marketing with google um, and you know for us the huge value is working with a larger google team to go deeper into each of those channels and really leverage their information and, and their knowledge so that we can accelerate our business that much faster so it's going to be interesting just kind of uh, being able to tap into that. But it is, I, from what I recall, it's going to be kind of a, a virual program versus kind of the uh, the person-person the, uh, person as the ex accelerators are kind of typically known for. Are you still kind of excited about the prospect of being able to kind of tap that expertise uh, moving forward, even if you're not, you know, say, sitting in the same room? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I think the last couple of years, everything's gone virtual and we all kind of know how it works. Um, for instance, we just, uh, we just went through creative destruction lab, which used to be, you know, very much an analog meet in person face to face process. And it was all virtual and, and still provided a tremendous amount of business, uh, value for us. So I don't see that being an impediment whatsoever. Well, the thing that I'm also curious about is like, there are, as you mentioned, you know, there are other online marketplaces to do this, you know, uh, and th they're emerging from, you know, the Vancouver tech scene as well. We have uh, Canada Drives, AutoZen, uh, they're selling and uh, uh, allowing people to kind of make purchases uh, out of uh, here in Vancouver, spreading across the country too. It's an increasingly crowded marketplace for online vehicle sales. Um, is there enough space for everybody? Is it kind of like how we can have, you know, both a JJ Bean and a Starbucks uh, across the street from each other here in Vancouver? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that a lot of it is uh, started in Vancouver, and I think that speaks volumes to the Vancouver tech scene. Um, but looking at this in a global perspective, uh, online auto sales account for 1% of what's a trillion dollar market. Um, so the frontier is wide open. Uh, and it's a fairly new frontier, which is why I think you see all these new players entering the market. And we're all doing it from a different vantage point and doing it a little bit differently. And yeah, I, I, I firmly believe there is room for a JJ Bean and a Starbucks on opposite corners because, you know, sometimes you feel like a coffee from Starbucks and sometimes you don't. Do you think that, um, you know, the pandemic is kind of accelerating this adoption, you know, people are going to be feeling more comfortable, you know, with these online sales versus, as you say, you know, um, just a, it's a huge marketplace and maybe online sales only make up a small portion at this very moment. Uh, you know, that's really interesting that you said that because I think if you look at this, really, it was twofold. You have consumers on the one side and auto dealers on the other side. 
Uh, and to give you a little bit of history, uh, Carvana in the U.S. started the online dealership model, which is just like Canada Drives and, and Clutch uh, here in Canada, uh, back in 2012. And they really paved the road for being able to sell cars online, used cars specifically. Um, and they were, you know, looking at what Tesla was doing. And Tesla was selling cars direct to consumers, new cars, uh, using a website and a, and a very different model from the dealership model. So you have these two forces at hand. You have a pandemic that all of a sudden shuts things down. And all of a sudden, car dealers are looking for a way to reach consumers in a way that's possible uh, because, you know, people weren't coming into showrooms all of a sudden. So that accelerated the dealership shift to a, embracing a, a, a more modern sales model, if you will. And at the same time, consumers still had a need to buy cars. Uh, and they didn't really want to go into a car dealership. And, and you know, it very quickly changed to where these, these pioneers had already opened the door for it. So it wasn't entirely new. And I think that was probably very good for the entire business. Um, and then at the same time, you have this ability where consumers now say, oh, that's much easier. That's, that's a whole lot more convenient. I don't want to spend five hours on a Saturday in a car dealership with the kids that I'm looking to go get a new minivan. It's just, it's not what I really want to do on a Saturday. I'd rather go to the beach with the kids. So I think, um, I think it's twofold on the dealership side and the consumer side. And without COVID, I don't think it would have happened as quickly. I think it would have happened, but maybe five years from now. It, from what I recall, uh, you know, we, we've spoken before uh, for a story for uh, BIV, but uh, from what I recall from that conversation, you actually had the idea for this before, say, COVID came along. Was, did, did COVID kind of disrupt everything or maybe it, it even kind of gave more impetus for, you know, a, a market like, marketplace like this to get online as quickly as possible? Yeah, without a, did. It, it, without a doubt. It accelerated the potential for this to work. Uh, and you're right, I had written this business plan years earlier and just sat on it because I didn't think the market was quite ready for it. Mm. Um, and then when, when COVID did hit, it just really kind of put, put the wind at our back, if you will. So let me ask you, what's next uh, for Mintlist? What, what are your goals uh, just with regards to making this available to as many folks as possible? Yeah, we're absolutely doing that. So we're functional right now in, in BC. We launched in... Um, January of this year. And that's, I think, when you and I spoke. Um, and then we quickly expanded to Calgary in the Edmonton corridor just to test the product to see if we could onboard both consumers and dealers remotely without any boots on the ground, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and then we came back to Vancouver, really honed honed the processes and, and you know, really learned how to scale it. Uh, and now we've developed our playbook and we're going to open up in new markets. Um, in Calgary and Edmonton very quickly in a, in a very big way. And then we're looking at key markets in the U.S., quite frankly, to uh, to tell them what we're doing because dealers down there have, uh, have a real need for it. Uh, the online-only players are, you know, really making an impact. Uh, for instance, Carvana that I mentioned earlier that was, you know, non-existent in 2012. Uh, and in 2018, they weren't even in the top 100 car dealers in the U.S., and to put this in perspective, there's 44,000 dealers in the U.S., so it's not a small number. Uh, and last year, they were number two. So they were the number two retailer of used cars in the United States. And that really shows you that the model of online auto sales, no matter which way you decide to you know, deliver it, is, is viable, in my opinion. 
I'm thinking about the importance of that U.S. market. Um, I'll, I'll bring up the name of one of your competitors again. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do that as a journalist, but uh, it's called Canada Drives, not North America Drives. So I'm just curious about kind of the, the, your perspective on the importance of getting into the uh, the broader North American market in order to scale up and meet kind of your your overall business goals. Yeah, our, our, I mean, our market is is. Are the way we approach the market is different from Canada Drives. Now, ostensibly, Canada Drives could open up again as America Drives. Um, that said, you know, Carvana in the U.S., which is that online dealership model, uh, really has done a very good job of capturing that market. And you already have Clutch, or pardon me, in the U.S., you have um, Shift and Vroom, which have you know basically copycatted Carvana. They were globally the leaders in in doing this model and. For us, we leverage existing dealer inventory and infrastructure. So by meaning that is that we partner with the dealers that we bring on board to both bring them new inventory from consumers and to help them sell cars to consumers. Because when a consumer trades a car into a dealer, there's in most regions, including in the US, uh, there's a large tax advantage to doing that. Um, so your car is worth, you know, your current car is worth in BC anywhere from, you know, 12 to 26% more than what you're ever you're selling it for if you use it as a trade at a dealership. Um, and, and that's really kind of where I started this whole conversation with is that we start with that part of the process. Uh, and for us, you know, that tax benefit exists in the U.S., as I mentioned. And the U.S. market is just so massive um, that to go in there for us is a whole lot easier because we don't have those inventory and infrastructure costs than it would be to start a, you know, Canada drives in the U.S. because that's very capital intensive. Um, and, and it assists those dealers that are feeling the squeeze from those online only players. So that's where we come into play. Well, excellent. Look, I, I just think it's, as you said earlier, it, it's a market that is just kind of ripe for the taking. And I think there's going to be a lot more going on as, uh, the, as we follow this in the coming years. So I'd love to talk to you again, keep up uh, with what's going on at Mintlist. But uh, Mike, in the meantime, just uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, Tyler. Excellent. That is Mike Wood. He is CEO of Vancouver-based Mintlist, and that is it for the show today, but we'll be back soon. In the meantime, you can go to BIV.com, or stories, interviews, videos, podcasts, even more, all on our website, or else you can pick up the print edition too. I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.